What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I still feel like I'm still introverted in a way. I'm just not shy because I overcame the shy aspect and I spend a lot of time by myself. It's Mm. what I, it's what it gives me a lot of energy to just spend time by myself to reflect on things, to plan things, to work. Um, And I just developed a genuine love for people and social social situations. And that's because I started very basic steps to overcoming my shyness and just going through more kind of um, like putting myself out of my comfort zone as often as I could. And that's where I became comfortable in different social situations. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm really excited. Uh, for one, I'm your host, Will Slickers. And today, my friend, uh, we are, we're doing a different type of episode. Um, many of the listeners have heard, you know, the Joe Rogan clip that I put into the, the podcast. And um, this is going to be a definitely like a Joe Rogan style episode, because I want to talk with you about your journey into obviously hospitality, but then of course, your personal growth. So Please take the take the stage, take the mic, and introduce yourself to the audience. And welcome to the show. What's up, Will? Um, so first, so first of all, thanks a lot for having me here. And uh, I'm only here just because of the work that you've been doing, and I think it's amazing. Like you're probably the first person I've seen as young as yourself, just developing a voice in the hospitality field. So thanks for that. And <laughs> welcome. So Sherrier is my name. And broad question, um, just to start, I grew up in Saudi Arabia, which is um, a very, 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 very unique place. And I only discovered that once I left because I grew up with all of the rules and just kind of the, the ways of being were just kind of forced onto me. So I didn't know like kind of what, what else is out there, but I grew up with those and I, I'm still really grateful because my parents were able to work extremely hard to kind of set up a better standard of living for me compared to a lot of other people there. But I still really hated the life there. And a lot of it is just because um, around five, I, I developed a stutter, which I just have a bit now, but I really overcame it the past few years. And that just made 
that made school awful. And I did all of my schooling in Saudi Arabia. So it's just kind of like every time I had to talk, like the anxiety built up. And just like each little thing, I, re- I remember a lot of those experiences as well. Plus kids are the meanest creatures in the world. And, <laughs> but at the same time, like now, like past few years, like I'm, I realized how amazing those challenges have been because it made me all who I am. And just kind of like having to overcome things like that. And especially at eight, at 18, I decided I need to like get out and just kind of, I went to my dream university in McGill in Montreal. And that completely changed my life. I was just going to ask where um, where did you guys move to from Saudi Arabia to give the the audience kind of a, a perspective from the culture that you were in to the culture that you're in now experiencing um, with the new destination that you live in? Yeah, so the difference was just like um, Saudi Arabia, it's built off the Quran, which is it was written thousands of years back. Right. And um, basically it's when y- you follow the rules just as you're born and it's just very re- restrictive there there's like a lot of things that are blocked they're censored there women are covered up and um, back then they couldn't drive they couldn't do a lot of things it's great to see a lot of the changes happening now then i moved to montreal and i'm just like blown away and first of all yeah no one has to cover themselves <laughs> That's how old crazy. were you when you first i was like experienced this 18 okay yeah so I'm, I'm with for university but beyond that it's just like you could do anything you want you could and I experienced freedom the first time and that's why I appreciated a lot of the things and I feel like a lot of people in developed co- countries they don't really appreciate the incredible things that they have like a like a laptop like like food like water and um, just coming from a place like Saudi Arabia to Canada which I think is the best place to live in the world um, I appreciated all of those things more no that's very true I, I've had many friends and colleagues and even some close relatives say something very similar it's like we don't really know what we have until we experience something different so I think it's a really unique perspective um, I kind of want to ask you some stuff on the professional side and we're obviously going to dive into some things that you said, but uh, on on the professional aspect, what, what are you doing now? What's your current career path? And obviously this is a hospitality show. um, So it's got to be something that entails with that, but um, I want to know kind of like you're a little bit uh, of your journey getting into the hospitality industry Mm -hmm. and kind of um, then we'll dive into some challenges maybe that you face with, you know, experiencing sure. this new culture and coming into a, a definitely a new country it's going to be Perfect. have some uh some ba- not boundaries but some uh, challenges to overcome yeah so um i graduated i studied biz business um and i did that because i wanted to kind of give do the most challenging thing for myself because i was i was very shy of people and that's where kind of the foundation of hospitality came into play because i was always like the shyest kid and i had a stutter as well but then slowly developing those social skills from a very grassroots level is what made me really appreciate kind of connecting with other people so after Montreal I moved to Toronto I was unemployed for a year 
because um, I'd bomb every interview and I just stutter a lot, right? And um, after that, I, I got into self-development at the end of that and I pursued accounting, which is what my dad did. And um, it's random. And then from accounting, I, I got into self-development. I worked at a small firm first and I continued to network and just meet a lot of people and learn and develop myself um, very basic things right and then I got a job at a larger firm and that's where like I was really enjoying life and I actually moved slowly I was moving from accounting into business development just because I just kept on this journey of developing myself of social skills, right? And understanding people in a better way. And I really enjoyed that. So I, so I started doing that and I started to train business development to people, to people my age, because I thought that, that there was a huge opportunity in the industry to, for people at a young age, like not just when they're like partners at 50 years old to, to do business, development but start as soon as possible because it's about developing the fundamental skills and just kind of like um so I started doing that more and that's when I got a call from my dad and he was working on a hotel development project since 2012 and it's something he always dreamt of doing and still he, he had no right to start a project of that size but he's crazy he believes in himself a lot he just went for it, then he figured it out afterwards. But one of the things where there were so many design issues that no one saw until like nine months down the road, and that delayed a lot of stuff. And he gave me a call at a time when a lot of people were going to pull out. It was kind of a crisis, and he wanted my help. And I'm just there with my accounting job and being 25 and like, I didn't know what to do, but it's my dad. I've always wanted to help him out. It's like the one thing I wanted to do, no matter what I achieved. And I went there to a construction site and that was the, and it's muddy and like the buildings wide open and it's construction. Construction is nuts. And I, and I walk in and I meet this 60 something year old site super. And he's just his brain is melting because of all the issues that he's trying to solve. And from that day, I went there every day for one and a half years. And I can get into the specifics, but it was insane. And I just, I don't know how I figured out what needed to be done, but we got to a point where against all odds, we completed the hotel March, 2020, just in time for COVID. And that's where it's like, I was like thrown aback for like a solid month. And I was just like trying to figure out what's going on. But by that time I was equipped. I went through all the challenges that I've been through. And I know like there's opportunity here. When there's a shock, there's always an opportunity somewhere. So mm -hmm. that's just what I started to focus on. And then it was just like for the past 10 months, just leading this hotel through a very difficult time. And dude, that's where dude. like I'm getting into hospitality now. Yeah, no, I was gonna say there's so much to unpack from that, but yeah. such good stuff. Um, just because you're talking about a lot of stuff that we don't cover, at least in, in podcasts that I listen to, or just overall conversation, you and I had a little chat on LinkedIn, like conversation as men, as young as we are having, yeah. you know, um, conversations like this. Um, 
I wanted I want to ask a personal question kind of um, in the sense because you you said something that that kind of struck me a little bit. Um, how did it feel to get that call from your dad when he was like, look, I need your help. I want you a part of this project, especially with something that's being his dream uh, to, to develop this type of hotel. It felt amazing because um, it felt really good because I was trying to help him out actually before, but it was very complicated. I didn't know what's going on and he's very fast paced. He's yeah. doing like a job like overseas and then he'll come here for 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 like one two three days and just rush 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 and all i all i could do for him was just prepare some checks and deliver it to people and even though i was so proud of how much i grew and the things that i was doing i felt kind of worthless sometimes just because yeah. i couldn't help him out so when i got that call i was like this is an opportunity this is finally like he needs because it's especially because he's very, he has this kind of like, um, he's very cool. And like, he doesn't want to show like weakness and yeah. just show strength all the time. And it was the first time I heard him vulnerable. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to figure it out, but I've done things to myself that I didn't know were possible. I'm going to figure this, this out as well. So it felt great, man. About to tear up um no that's really good dude um so when would you describe yourself more introverted or extroverted from just kind of like your childhood experience because you're talking about like doing business development with younger people yeah. um especially at when you were like 25 um that's i'm 25 right now and that's still pretty young in the sense of um, business development, trying to get the understanding and grasp and development side of that. Um, would you, what, what was really the driving force of that? Is there an expert extroverted personality or was it just a kind of a, an internal for, drive? Yeah. For 23 and a half, 24 years, I was like entirely introverted and shy. I still feel like I'm still introverted in a way. I'm just not shy because I overcame the shy aspect and I spend a lot of time by myself it's Mm. what I it's what it gives me a lot of energy to just spend time by myself to reflect on things to plan things to work Um, and I just developed a genuine love for people and social social situations and that's because I started very basic steps to overcoming my shyness and just going through more kind of um, like putting myself out of my comfort zone as often as I could. And that's where I became comfortable in different social situations. Interesting. I find that really interesting. Um, With, with that kind of going into, so right now, what, what's your current role in the hotel um, that you guys have finally built? Congratulations, by the way, that is finally up and running and, yeah. and good to go. But obviously COVID must have been a pain, um, still is a pain, to be honest. But um, what's, yeah. what's your, your role been? And, and I have a couple of other questions regarding your leadership style, especially with sure. learning the things that you've overcome, um, like with your stutter and everything like that. So it's a unique role and um, it's because of the ownership position that I have, but also the involvement that I've had with the project for so long. So I know a lot of the people there, but the thing is because of COVID, we had to really cut our staff down. Mm-hmm. And, bec- and because of that, 
we've cut the staff down, but the work has it's increased because even though because there's just a lot of new things to do and everyone has to pitch in more. And I felt that the staff they were more focused on the survival kind of stuff. And that's what, but I was really focused on the opportunity um, because there's a huge crash. There's a huge opportunity somewhere. And that's where those COVID months I spent in my room and just writing down stuff and just writing down different ideas and then connecting with people and having hundreds of Zoom calls, like probably like 200 and something. And um, I just shared my ideas and plans with different people. I reconnected with them for the first time in like a year and a half because mm. during the construction, I was just like closed from everything. And I shared my plans and eventually those ideas became plans and I just kind of like um, developed them. And it's just like what I'm doing now, it's, I mean, since then it was, a lot of it was with the community because the community has been hit. So I was just thinking yeah. the most powerful thing that we could do is facilitate the return of events and culture for the community and help out people, help out local businesses. So that's where I made, I spent a lot of time making connections with the mayor, with um, the board of trade, with the provincial like ministry of tourism, people like that. And I was showing them the ways that we could offer our event space our hotel as a way to facilitate the return of events and culture to people so a lot of it was evolving the covid protocol and that's where i found an incredible guy named alex and he um we worked and i worked with him and he's been doing such a unique thing he has 25 different industries in the private sector and the private sector hasn't been getting much guidance from the government and basically working with him to evolve the COVID protocol. So to enforce the best kind of protocol that's possible um, for a, for a whole, a hotel and event space and have specific plans of how we will do different types of events. So I spent a lot of my, my time just creating these plans and leads for the different types of events. So virtual events, drive-in and outdoor events, mm. trying to use our huge parking lot, cultural events especially, and just really working closely with the Arts Council and um, this dance competition place. And art and dance are something that I love. And I have a lot of friends in there and they've been hurt so bad. So I was just looking at the ways, like how can we use our event space? So I've, I developed this kind of like a fine art sale. So we're using, it's like a guided art tour and just kind of, it's a very safe type of event. And it, and the proceeds would support local artists that are hurt right now. Similar things for like an outdoor dance competition as well. And just, um, planning these different types of events. And I spent a lot of time on social media as well because we had to cut our, our staff. The person who was in charge um, admitted to like not knowing much about it, right? And that's where, because I'm 27, right? Like I'm really, I'm more in the know with the online world and stuff like that. So I really took charge of the social media social media especially because 
online is where everything's at. And a lot of hotels have awful social media platforms. So I really like found like a very good team, like a very unique guy, friend of mine to make specific video content and just like a more in-depth Instagram page. That's not just stock photos and stuff like that. So I saw a huge opportunity to have the best social media presence out of any hotel and event space in the region. So like, can I, it's, can I ask um, what your competition in the area was doing? Are they doing anything like that to give back to the community? Was their social media pretty silent or what, what was going on around? I'm, I'm more, uh, I think they were really focused on survival and yeah. I haven't been seeing a lot from their social media presence. There are a couple of event spaces and hotels that are doing a lot of unique things, mm-hmm. but not really pushing it out pushing it out there that well. And I really don't think anyone has made the real connections to the political influencers by giving them this facility that is so COVID friendly, that is really like working with a very specific guy, developing these protocols and just kind of, um, I don't think anyone has worked that hard because I really really put a lot of energy over 10 months to develop all of these things. And I haven't been seeing it. No. That's really interesting. And and I love, I'm going to go back to what you said with that, because um, something we've been saying on, like I've been saying on our other show, Good Morning Hospitality, and then a few um, like other conversations behind the scenes is that mm-hmm. hotels, especially pre-COVID, had a horrible job at focusing on the five feet around them. And that is, they're always worried about the international travel, the international guests, the guests from out of state, the guests from out of city, but they never looked at their community right in their backyard, right? And so to hear you talk about that, that was, was do you think that is the key to what has made you guys survive to this point uh, is by focusing the community and giving back and finding ways to get them involved with the property? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Especially because, in a COVID world, the recovery is going to be community by community, right? So a city working with each other and just growing from that. And that's where like the beginning, we saw a lot of like local drive and leisure demand. And that's where like um, we were focusing on like staycation packages, right? That And we're still working on those and just trying to support local businesses as well and just make some sort of package with them and that's where i think because that's where it starts and then it's going to grow and it's a lifelong bond because Mm -hmm. the mayor the city the businesses are around if you are the opportunity that i saw was during the most difficult time if we help them in some way if we even gave people a, a break through like a very good staycation plan or we brought we brought back these different types of events it would go a long way did you also have you guys seen a big thing on the work uh remote working trend where a lot of people are able to come and and work are you guys seeing that like it's closed now it's closed now but it's been a huge focus for me because i really think and i think i saw on your good morning hospitality as well you asked the question if hotels are going to be the future workspace. And I saw a huge opportunity because I was thinking about the corporate market. How are we going to bring them back? And it's bit at a time. So one person coming here to just take a break, because I know that I would love to get out of my house. 
I was just thinking about the problems and that's where the 200 Zoom calls came into place. Talking to, to people, seeing how they feel, how they develop through the COVID timeline, right? And people got so sick of the home. So it's just, we have a huge expansive lobby where people can just sit and work and you have a drink there and you have a break, you have some food. And that's where, at least for me, I work a lot better in situations like that. And that would have been the starting point, just giving people and communicating that this is what a workday could look like from here. That's mm -hmm. one. And then they would invite a friend. Then they would have a small five person, 10 person meeting. And then 10, 20, they could have like a corporate retreat there. And then eventually we'll go bigger events. I love that, man. I'm glad that you see the vision because that's how I see it too. I would love to just get the heck out of my house and, yes. and really understand that we, and I'm, this is going to lead into my next question for you, but this is really what gets us into the industry is a human, human connection. We can only do so many zoom calls. Um, I, I try to as safely as possible, obviously, but get out and, and see people and whether it's just a walk in the park and we're six feet away or whatever it may be, just to get out because at the end of the day, we, we need that. And I think um, hopefully with hotels, um, you know, like yourself as well, um, can you, for the audience, what kind of hotel is it and what brand and what kind of um, size on, on the room side? Yeah. So it's a Hyatt place hotel with a separate convention center as well. And it's 123 rooms. It's actually the first Hyatt place in Ontario. And basically Hyatt Place, it's, it's well known in the States. Mm -hmm. In Canada, this was the first one in a huge like kind of like push by Hyatt to gain more recognition here and yeah. gain a market share here. We are surrounded by 13 Marriott hotels within like a 25 minute drive. And it's, it's insane. And, and that's why like there was a lot of hope for this one to do well and just, and that's where I the hope is still there because of all of this heavy lifting we've done to build a foundation to come out of COVID. Yeah. And you said it's closed now. So I'm assuming there's some kind of um, restrictions. It's open. Oh, it's open. Okay. It's, it's open. open, but the restrictions are gym, pool, and dining and events. Gotcha. So we're just in accommodation place. And that's because the government, I hope nobody from government is going to listen to this. My <laughs> God, they are really butchering the response to the second wave. Mm -hmm. And it's still fine because it's just delaying the plan. But the whole foundation of the plan is there. We've done it bit and then we had to pull back. Then bit, then yeah. we had to pull back. And now we're kind of in like this lockdown mode, but they need hotels for accommodation. Yeah, very true. Uh, well, I guess you've, you've given a lot um, for from your, your background and the self-development. I want to know for yourself, this is kind of a two-part question. Um, how has something like overcoming, overcoming your stutter uh, helped influence your leadership style? And then also, why does this make you, like, why are you so passionate about hospitality? What is the the thing that makes you just want to continue to pursue this as a career? Is it the connection? Is it, you know, the experience? Is it the memories? Is it the, just the deep connection that you have from the growth that you've had? Uh, I, I want to know what the driving force is. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's good. You made it a two-part question, a lot of stuff, but they're intertwined and um, overcoming that stutter made me, it made me start from zero. 
and just working up small steps. And that's where um, just it made me appreciate like just talking to people, connecting with people. But as I was doing that and just I, I set myself on an upwards trajectory and I just continued pushing myself out of my comfort zone more and more and I connected with more people in different communities and I tried out different things I tried out yoga and meditation and improv and stuff like that and I found very unique people there then in the professional world this helped me in my networking so much and not networking just giving your business card up, but really connecting with people from a deep level and then that's where I think this to answer the first part in terms of how the stutter helped through leadership, it's empathy is one. Because um, I understand just based on the challenges that I was faced with, I'm more empathetic about what challenges people are going through, what limits them. But overcoming it, it showed my mind, it gave my brain proof that anything is possible. So I, I think that's... Um, that's huge. And just because I had it, I was able to work hard to develop these skills. And all of these skills translate to hospitality directly. Like hospitality, I, I mean, it's if there's one thing I'm sure about, as long as mankind exists, there's going to be people, right? So hospitality is going to be there till the end of time. And it's just going to continue to evolve and evolve. COVID has, is going to make it evolve a lot but it's still going to be there so that's why it's something i love it because it's um it's how you understand people it's how you treat people it's kindness and those things are fundamental for life it's everywhere you go you i buy a coffee there's hospitality there I'm talking to people, I'm sharing stuff on LinkedIn there's hospitality there and it's just kind of I think it's I think it's a fundamental like skill set and just kind of that everyone needs to have because we're all going to be talking to people forever. And the love for it just came from how my self-growth intertwined with my family business and just kind of my dad's legacy has now become mine as well, as well as the skills that I developed. It just came together in such a beautiful way. And like, that's where I'm it's with me for the rest of my life now because I am who I am and we're going to have this business as well. I hope for a lifetime and it's just about kind of, and that's also why I decided to pursue um, a master's program in Lausanne starting next month. I was and just like going to ask. Was, yeah. Yeah. And I like that's, that. that's what I thought the next step was because I want to be part of the global conversation, the change in hospitality throughout the world. And it's such a unique institution and their program. I'm so, I'm so grateful for having the opportunity to pursue it because it's four months in Switzerland with field trips across Europe, then four months in Hong Kong through Asia, then four months in Texas. Right. And it's just, it's going to give me that global touch and I'm going to see and connect with people for a lifetime and like it's going to show me like how different hotels different countries continents are adapting to something like this so i mean it's pretty much it's it's a blessing and say make sure you bring one of these a little black book full of notes so that way i will i will i will i pen and paper is my foundation for everything 
Yeah. Same. I love it. Dude, you you have a, you have such a good like we've never met in person at all. I met you on LinkedIn somehow just because your your bio thing said Hyatt Place and I was like, "Oh, I love Hyatt. Heck yeah, connect." And um and just seeing your journey through LinkedIn and then you, you give such a good energy through through Zoom. You like you really have like gotten me amped up kind of in, in a lot of ways. Um, so it's really cool to see that. And I just love like my mission in the beginning when I first started, like I had no one teach me what ADR was or RevPAR or like how to even like calculate occupancy and forecasting and all this other stuff. And I was hungry. I was really hungry for it and nobody was teaching it. And so I went out and was just like, I need to go figure it out. And that's kind of why I created the podcast. And just, so to have somebody like you on the mm-hmm. show um, mm-hmm. who has really just been like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to go, I'm going to learn as I go. And then and now finding your passion for it and getting pretty well centered into what you're doing and now take it to a higher level and say, I'm going to go around the world and and get the global eye the, or the, I like to call it the bird's eye view of hospitality. So that way I can bring value to my community and my, my network. And I think it's just something that really inspires me. Like uh, having a guest like you on the show, is the reason why I started it and to have the audience now that I have and to be able to hear this yeah. story. And, and it's just, it's really incredible. So I want any of the listeners to really understand like why this episode for me is super unique and exciting is because it's been three years in the making. And finally, like, not that there hasn't, hasn't been other people on the show, um, you know, that, have communicated the mission and, and the purpose of why I've created, created the, uh, the podcast, but you, you just got me amped up. I'm just like, dude, That's I amazing. see so, yeah. So much of the the personal journey of myself through you. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing, dude. Just and it's see. unique how we met the way we did right now. And now we're just talking, connecting, but the foundation you built over three years is everything. And you mm-hmm. must have learned so much. And that's why, like, I really appreciated what you're doing because like I'm going to that program now, but I'm going with the foundation of what's been done with this hotel. And I'm also going with the foundation of my personal brand. So it took me 10 months. I was like, it's COVID time. I have a bunch of time. What am I going to do? It's my personal brand and it's this hotel, the future. And just starting that personal brand journey and sharing content on LinkedIn is hard. So I can only imagine. And that's why I appreciate any person doing something like what you're doing, because you did the heavy lifting and it takes months. It takes years, but now like you have this base, you have all these conversations you've had and you've learned from, and you could go wherever you want. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that we've met. Yeah, dude, same here. No, of course. And so I want to get this question out because I think it's pretty important. Um, I've had you, I've had my friend uh, Tejol and a few other people that are pretty young in the hotel space, especially um, because I'm also in vacation rentals as well. So what is the one piece or maybe just a good chunk of advice that you would give another young professional who wants to pursue hospitality full-time, but just doesn't know where to start or where they can actually be? Because a lot of people think you have to be traditional front desk, bellman, mm. housekeeping, maintenance, whatever. But I think we've proven that fact that you do not have to just settle for a basic career in hospitality. Hmm. Okay. So there's a lot of things that I that I could say, but um, to keep it simple, because it's really about one step at a time. The one thing is to start develop your skills right now, and hospitality skills will 
there for a lifetime, there for everything you're going to do. Even if you don't do hospitality in five, 10 years, these are the skills for a lifetime and to start those skills like as soon as possible. And really it's about not loving people because I think that's fake. You can't love everyone. It's like, you could be kind, but like, I see a lot of forced like service and love, which is not authentic. It's just about understanding yourself first and expressing that and then expressing it to other people. But really, I think be interested in other people is huge and to develop that interest over time. Seven billion plus people around the world, different backgrounds, different traumas, different experiences, different everyone. You could learn something from everyone and you could learn something about yourself from everyone. So it's, I think really being interested in people is one. And it's just giving that extra bit in the different conversations that you have. So not just picking up a coffee, like saying what's on your mind, trying to like ask a question, developing a relationship over time goes a long way. That's one. The second thing is to, to speed up this entire process of skill development is to have a reflection process. This is fundamental. This is key. And just to, just to share mine, I have pen and paper. I have my voice. So making self audio recordings of myself, plus talking to other people, of course, then I have documenting on Google docs and these three things you could draw arrows from all of them to each other because it's such a fluid process that I develop because I can have a thought, I can write it down. Then I could make an audio recording on it to record a stream of consciousness in the moment when it's most in my, in, in my mind. Then I could take it, I can listen to it. I could put it into one of my Google Docs and give it a proper structure. And that's where I think having a reflection process like this develops your self-awareness, which for me is one of the most fundamental skills. So if you're meeting somebody, you use your Google Docs to plan, to write down some notes, how you feel about the thing. You have a plan of the questions you want to ask. After it's done, to make a recording and just stream out your thoughts and just write down your thoughts and how you feel. And these are tools that can over time develop yourself awareness, but they're also going to get more out of the interaction. And I think that's probably the most important thing. So just to cap up, like being interested in people and then having a reflection process as well. I totally agree. And I think you've said some key things that like empathy, self-awareness. And then when you're taking, you're, you're taking notes and you're putting it into this Google doc, I'm just like listening to you talk about how you prep for a conversation. You're being very intentional with what you're doing. And I think that's like, if you can add empathy and self-awareness and then intention, like proper intention, that's like the three pillars for me that just, I think succeed in so many aspects because empathy is key. And I, and I know, I think you're a Gary V fan, if I'm not correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Gary. And there's a lot of people, they follow Gary V for like a lot of different things, yeah. but he's huge on kindness. He's huge on empathy. And what's unique with him is you've seen, I mean, we're discovering new kind of trends and like, like we've, we started talking about mental health recently 
now yeah. Yeah. a lot of people are talking more about emotional intelligence empathy kindness he's like picked up on those trends and he communicates them on mass and yeah. i've yeah. at the same time learned them throughout my life as well and it's just kind of like um i think i definitely agree with that on empathy which is a muscle it takes time to really develop it just like awareness it's a muscle yeah. it's and i think it's so crucial because we do so many things we're not aware about yeah that and just uh just the overall like understanding of it takes like you said it takes time and it, it's a lot to take in it can take you through some deep stuff to be honest like it, it could really and empathy is not taught like we're not taught it's, to be empathetic and and there's so many yeah i know it's like there's so many different perspectives people like you have a different perspective on life than i do but that's because you've gone through different excuse my language you've gone through different shit like i've gone through stuff and at the end of the day um like we have a different perspective but like if we keep empathy in mind the perspective is it's just that that's how we learn from each other's perspectives everyone has a different perspective right but if you're listening Mm -hmm. if you're really like interested and curious then you could really learn a lot from deep from people's perspective and like just going back to the reflection process that i mentioned talking to myself is huge but talking to other people is massive and just gaining those different perspectives and sharing and listening to their to their response of course i love it um one last question and we'll wrap it up uh who do you look up to who's your I, I can guess a couple of answers. We already mentioned Gary Vee, but who are some people that you're like, you know, this is someone that I admire and I want, I want to reflect in the, my actions. So my parents, first of all, my dad's yeah. an incredible, incredible, powerful, unbelievable guy. And then my mom, she's mm-hmm. sacrificed so much. She's been through so many things and they're raising me and I didn't appreciate them for so long for most of my life. And like, mm-hmm. I'm just seeing it now. So that's my pillar. Um, of course, there are different influencers like Gary Vee, of course. And um, one person is my mentor and his name is Garrett. He's 27 as well. The most insightful person I've ever met. And just having the ability to talk to him every week and share my thoughts on such a high level with him. He's somebody I really look up to. He's also writing a book, which is the most incredible thing I've ever read in my life. So that's probably like, those would be the big three. Who else do I look up to? I look up to, I really have a vision of the future version of myself. I, I know that I'm going down this path. I like me a couple years back, I'm, I'm a kid compared to now, but me a couple years forward, I'm going to look back and just think like I was such a, so I really use that future version of myself to really drive a lot of things as well. But I wouldn't really say there's more people than I, because I really try to learn from a lot of different people. I, as many people as I can meet. Awesome. Well, for the audience out there, where can they find you? What's obviously I'm going to, I'm going to put everything in the show notes. That's, that's a given all my audience members know that. Um, but like, what's some things that people can do to look you up or find some more information, um, even about the things that you've talked about or about just your guys' property. So I think um, my LinkedIn would have everything. 
Um, that's probably the first point. That's where I spent a lot of my time, nine, 10 months. And now like, I'm just posting a lot of my thoughts and stories consistently. That's probably the first one. Another thing I'm working on is a SoundCloud page and I'm getting big on audio. And I used to do video before, but it's, there's so many distractions. It takes so much time and audio. I could, there's no distraction, just me and my voice. So I've been slowly developing an audio page because the truth is LinkedIn, I can't share everything. I can't share the depth that I really want to share with people. So side by side, I've been making a SoundCloud page, really making different series and playlists and different thoughts. And I'm just sharing them all there and I'm reverse engineering them into LinkedIn posts. So I'm not really promoting the SoundCloud stuff now because I'm still building the foundation but it's still involved with some of my posts, but LinkedIn is the one place. Yeah. I see you live on LinkedIn. I love it. It's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show and just taking the time Powerful. to, yeah, just to give out some of your experiences, your thought. LinkedIn is how we met. Yeah, exactly. Is why we're having this con, this con conversation, as well as so many others. And like, it really helped the hotel as well, because it got me those connections with people I couldn't reach. Mm, that's so very it's, true it's, it's massively powerful it's severely underutilized severely by everyone um yeah. you and i are using it and it's helped us a lot but i really want to show people how powerful it can be no i 100 agree i think you should uh should do an audio clip on just linkedin <laughs> yeah be awesome. i i have a couple yeah yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show, my man. And we're obviously going to stay connected. I'm excited for your journey. Uh, so obviously safe travels and, and keep me posted, but um, just really blessed to have you on the show. Well, thanks a lot, man. I, I mean, thanks for doing this. Thanks for working up three years and just having this kind of thing. And it's just a unique opportunity. And just talking to you about these things helps me really develop my thoughts as well. Mm. And was a pleasure. Awesome. Well, you heard it, Slick awesome. Talkers. You you yeah. check out all the show notes, get all the links and uh, stay tuned for more episodes to come. But this was a special one. So I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media and on Spotify, Apple podcast and Google podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.